Welcome to another episode of Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you with God's mission for your life. I'm your host, Emily James, here with co-host, founder and director of Passion to Reach Ministries, Pastor Fanu Ipe. Hi, Pastor Fanu. Hi, Emily. Great to be on the show again. Yes, it is. And today we have an exciting topic to talk about. But this is just a reminder to all our listeners that this podcast is all about connecting you to the mission of God for your life and helping you connect others to their mission. So, Pastor Fanu, why don't you give any, for any new listeners that are just joining in, why don't you give us a bit of background about Passion to Reach Ministries and what we do here? Well, you know, Passion to Reach Ministries really, um, our, our goal and our aim and our focus and our passion uh, is to equip people on how to share their faith with people around them. And so what we do is we work with churches across the greater Toronto area. And now, actually, we're also going online to equip people uh, on how they can do that. And within churches, we help churches create strategies for outreach and discipleship. And uh, we just actually, we just came off of a great conference that we had in the Toronto area. And Emily, you were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of our Go Conference 2016? Yeah, it was an excellent conference with great topics. I felt, you know, at one point I remember looking out and just saying, wow, this is incredible. A thousand people who are committed to investing and getting developed in how do I reach people? How do I reach people from different cultural backgrounds? How do I reach people from different religious backgrounds? And we came together and we, you know, really, um, how do I effectively share the gospel? And it was amazing to see all those people committed to development in that area. Yeah, we had some great speakers. We had uh, Abdu Murray from the uh, Ravi Zacharias Ministries. Uh, and uh, so he talked about Islam and his conversion from Islam and uh, just gives us some keys on how to reach Muslims with the heart of God. And we had Mike Riddle, who mm-hmm. uh, comes from the Creation Training Initiative, and he talked about evolution and the sciences and how, um, you know, contrary to popular belief, science right. has not proven the Bible obsolete. In fact, uh, the Bible is still uh, the Word of God, and it's still true. And if you actually look at science, it actually proves what the Bible says. And right. we had Jason Prasad from Youth Unlimited and then TV Thomas from the Center of Evangelism and World Missions out in Regina. So an incredible conference, like you said, a thousand people, 40 to 50 churches across the greater Toronto area. Wow. And uh, we had uh, some incredible feedback. That's great. And you know, it's incredible to see the churches in this area really come together and be able to, um, you know, just share with one another and and build relationship with one another as well. And that's part of our mandate as a ministry as well, is to bring churches together. Right. You know, at the end of the day, uh, we're not uh, really, you know, I, I say this all the time, when God looks at the, the city of Toronto as an example, he doesn't see, oh, we've got a thousand churches. He actually sees, you know what, we've got one church. Uh, the Church of Jesus Christ. And so uh, I think part of our mandate as a ministry is to bring the Church of Christ together, uh, especially when it comes to advancing the kingdom of God, advancing the mission of God. And that's why we're doing this podcast. It's the Mission right. Connect podcast. Right. And for today, we're really going to be talking about this area of being led by the Holy Spirit. When we're looking at a missional life, really, we're following after Christ and Jesus' example, right? He was the greatest example of how do I live missionally? And so today, specifically, we're going to be talking about that area of being led by the Holy Spirit and how do we how are we led by the Holy Spirit when we're looking at 
you know, being able to witness to people or being able to disciple people or, you know, who do I connect with and how do I connect with this person? What are the right words to say? So we're going to specifically talk about three areas, um, being dependent on God, having intentional dependency on God, being adaptable and being able to, you know, know that it doesn't always come at convenient times and it might interrupt our lives at times. And lastly, we're going to be talking about loving and engaging people effectively and how we can be led by the Spirit in those three areas. You know, I think this is great. And all of you listening, I want you to know the heart of this podcast, the reason we do this is to help you, uh, to provide you with keys on how you can connect with God's mission, how you can fulfill God's mission. And Emily, I think it's important, going back for a moment to the Go Conference, where the whole theme was was the idea that God has called us. You know, right. uh, in my opening session at the conference, I talked about the uh, the Samaritan. Uh, Jesus shared the, the story of the good Samaritan who actually stops for this person who has been robbed and who's been injured and is lying there, you know, almost half dead uh, on the side of the street. But the Bible says a priest goes by and... He doesn't help him. A Levite goes by, doesn't help him. But the Samaritan, who is the last person mm. you would expect, because the Jews and the Samaritans didn't have a great relationship, right. the Samaritan stops for this man to care for him. So, mm-hmm. you know, all of what we're talking about today, friends, will not make sense or will not connect with you unless you get the the main point, the foundational truth that God is calling us to take time out of our schedules to stop uh, maybe just for a minute Mm -hmm. to make an impact in somebody's life and to help them know that God does love them and that God does have a plan for their life. You know, I was just talking with somebody yesterday and we were saying, when you are led by the Spirit, when you're living, um, you know, a life that is following after Christ, a lot of times things don't make sense in the natural. And so, you know, a lot of times we we have that struggle with um, this isn't the right time. We think it's not the right time. It's not a convenient time or it doesn't look the way that we thought, you know, and that's where we have to go. uh, You know, I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit and not by people's opinions, not by, you know, what I think makes sense in that moment. But God, if you're calling me to stop my day and be able to reach that person, I'm going to do that. And, you know, I think when you look at um, Jesus and right before Jesus, you know, died, went to the cross, died and ascended, he says, I'm going to leave Holy Spirit here. I'm going to send Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. actually, he said, and he's going to teach you all things. He's going to be with you always. And I think that's so important as Christians to understand that there is the third person of the Trinity, Holy Spirit, who is with us, who right. wants to guide us, you know, because sometimes I think we feel it's like, a lot of times, I think as Christians, we feel like, you know, when um, when you don't have a GPS on you and you're in the middle of nowhere and you don't know the place, you know how you'd feel so lost and you keep moving in some direction, but you're not really sure where you're going. I think a lot of times that's how we live our Christian lives because we feel like I've got to do this on my own strength. I've got to keep going, keep right. moving, keep going to church, keep serving, you know, keep doing things, but not really knowing the direction God wants for my life. And I think when, when we connect with Holy Spirit and His plan for our life on a daily basis, I think then all of a sudden you have direction. You know that when you do stop and talk to that person, there was a reason for that. And even though that reason may not be logical or not may not connect with your mind in that moment, 
you can be rest assured that if it was the Holy Spirit leading you, that there was something that God was accomplishing in that person's life. That's right. So looking at our first point under being led by the Holy Spirit, dependency on God, intentional dependency. Pastor Fanu, what do you feel a person's life would look like that is completely dependent on God? Well, you know, I think I like what you were t- what you were saying there on intentional dependency. I think the first thing is that you'll find a person that's actually waiting on God for direction. Mm. And I think the waiting is as important as the direction. Because something Mm -hmm. in your character develops as you wait on God. Because you're telling God, I could do five different activities at this moment, but I choose to do nothing and I choose to listen to what you have to say to me first. And I think a person that's led by the Holy Spirit who's intentionally dependent is constantly aware that it is not my strength. And so Mm -hmm. what you'll find Mm -hmm. is you'll find a person with a lot of humility they're not they're always if they fail they're not going to fall too hard because they they know at the end of the day i'm doing i'm doing my best in following the holy spirit this is not my idea right and and you know a, a further point there is that even though you may feel like you're failing you know i think of paul the bible says you know god tells paul go to macedonia he goes there they preach the gospel long story short they end up in prison mm-hmm. i mean you could be there in prison in the the bible says at midnight and you could think oh man i've just failed and yet even in that human uh, failure situation that people would brand as failure, there was actually something that God was doing, which is the Bible tells us there was an earthquake, the prison doors opened, the jailer was going to kill himself, and Paul had the opportunity to share the gospel with his family. So when we okay. follow Holy Spirit, we may have seeming failures in our life, but mm. uh, you, you'll know, you'll be able to know at the end of the day, God has something greater through that he wants to do through this. And then when you have success, you don't get so boastful and prideful because at the end of the day, again, you realize this was in my strength. Right. This was the, the Lord leading and directing my life. Right. I love that, you know, um, that idea of someone who's dependent on God is a person of humility, you know, and being able to, because really dependency is a, is surrender, surrendering your life to God. And that's an act of humility of, of recognizing that in myself, I, I, I can't accomplish this, but through Christ, I can do all things. And, you know, a lot of times as we are, I think that one of those areas that hinders us from reaching people is going, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I can do it. But when we take that pressure away from ourselves, when we when we know it's not, you know, God is using us, he works through us to reach people. We have a lot more ability to be able to go, you know, God, give me the words. Holy Spirit, tell me what to say. Holy Spirit, tell me who to interact with and and how to do it. I'm going to read a a story from John 5, verse 16 to 23. It says, So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said, My father is always at his work to this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. 
Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. For this, for just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. And there's a couple of things, you know, from this story. Again, that's from John 5, verse 16 to 23. And, you know, number one, Jesus was led by the Father. That he, you know, even as Jesus, who was fully man and fully God, he uh, was led by the Father. He did nothing outside of what the Father had called him to do. And also, you know, he was, it says here that they tried to kill him. Even in the midst of that, Jesus was more concerned about what the father had called him to do as opposed to what the people were saying. And, and in that he was able, he was more concerned about the healing of this man, the well-being of this man, as opposed to, you know, what the people thought and what the people said. And that's where, you know, being led by the Holy Spirit and being dependent on God is focusing on what God's called you to do. And I think that's one of the greatest challenges that we face when we are trying to be dependent on God is that uh, there's so often times when we are concerned about what will people say? You know, mm-hmm. how will people respond? Uh, you know, and I think when you talk about surrender, when you talk about leaning on God, I think it's not an it's not an easy thing for people to be able to do that, because part of our whole, um, part of our whole, you know, um, I guess the way we work as human beings is to be able to trust ourselves first, right. more than anyone else, more than anything else, is to say, you know what, I'm going to have to take care of myself. I'm going to have to look out for myself. But when you're dependent on God, you say, God, you're going to look out for me. So even if I do things that are, you know, not so popular with people, at the end of the day, I'm going to follow you because I know you're going to take care of me. Right? Mm-hmm. And so dependency only works if we are able to trust God for the results of what it means to be dependent on Him. That's excellent. That's so good. And so that really, you know, brings us to our next point in terms of that being adaptable, being able to, uh, willing to change our schedule. You know, sometimes we live in a, in a world where convenience is, is so prevalent. Everything's about convenience. Everything's at our fingertips. So how... As we're being led by the Holy Spirit, how can we uh, practically do things every day that goes, okay, God, in the midst of, I know I'm trying to go to work or I'm bringing the kids or I'm heading off to school, but God, if there's someone that I need to reach, show me that person. How can we do practical things to be able to, um, you know, allow it sometimes to interrupt our schedule? I think it starts with the core belief and the core value that at the end of the day, I live for God before I live for anyone else. Mm-hmm. I live for God more than I live for work. I live for God more than I live for my family or I live for money or I live for success or whatever it is it may be. At the end of the day, we have to understand, we have to come to a place where we say, you know what? Uh, it's like, you know, I talk about this all the time. I, uh, if, if you're in a sales position at, at work, so just suppose, and Uh, you know, all of a sudden they have a schedule for you. You've got to go, you know, meet with these five clients today uh, so that you can hopefully reach your sales targets for the day. Well, instead of meeting with five, you meet with two and then you think of someone that's not on the schedule, you know, a sixth person. And you say, you know what, they're on the way, I'm going to stop in. Well, that conversation takes two hours and at the end of the day, you can make the other three. Now, imagine coming back to the office and reporting that and saying, you know what, I was only able to do two and then this other one that was not even on my list. 
Now, they're probably going to be upset. Like, you know, you're supposed to do these five. But imagine if you were able to tell them now, uh, actually, I just closed a deal with that third person that I went to see Mm -hmm. uh, that's worth more than all five put together. Well, all of a sudden, everything would change, right? If I was your sales manager, I'd say, oh, great job. Because at the end of the day, my core value is not how many appointments you have. It's how much money you're going to bring in as a salesperson. So it's the same thing. When we look at our lives, it's what is the core value? How do we live our lives? What is most important to us? When we say God comes first and the mission of God comes first, we're willing to make changes Mm. to our schedule, Mm -hmm. to the way we do things. Because, hey, this is why I'm here in the first place. You know, I'm, I'm placed at my workplace so I can live on mission for God. I'm in my neighborhood so I can live on mission for God. And I think this idea of convenience, you know, Jesus said, if anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself, Mm. take up his cross and follow me. This was the call to following Jesus. You know, today we have a different call. If anyone wants to prosper, anyone wants to be healed, anyone wants to be blessed, oh, please come and follow me. But that was not Jesus' call. His call was, if you're going to follow me, you've got to deny yourself. And when it says deny yourself, it means deny your intention. Interests, your right. the things that you would like to have, you know, right. and it doesn't mean God won't bless you with things. It just means that if you had to choose, you would choose the priorities that God had for your life over anything else. And Emily, in my life, I've seen when I put God first, He always blesses me. Right. And I think of the verse in the Bible where it says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God." And all these things will be added to you. Mm. So God will always bless us, but it's will we prioritize the mission of God in our life? Right. And, you know, sometimes that can just be very practical ways. I think of, you know, even making small changes in our lives sometimes can open up us from distractions that keep us from being able to uh, witness to people or respond to people or be available for people. You know, even saying things like, I'm going to leave. 15 minutes earlier every day so that when I'm at the coffee shop, I'm not in a constant rush. Grab my coffee, get out and get back on the road to work. But I'm going to take those extra 15 minutes so that if I run into someone at the coffee shop or if I have an opportunity to bless somebody, you know, I think of this story that a pastor told when he visited our church a few months back. And he said he was at the grocery store and he was in a rush. He had to get somewhere. He was picking up like two items he was in, you know, a line and, and the Holy Spirit said to him, let the person behind you go in front. So he had two items. The person behind him had a cart full. So he let him go. He did that. Now, the Holy Spirit said it with three more people and he's in a rush. He's got two items. Then he says, OK, now stop and pay for the person behind you. So he does, and that person was a single mother who could barely afford the groceries that she was buying that day. And had he not, had he been in a rush and not listened to the Holy Spirit in that moment, he wouldn't have been able to bless that young woman. Now, not only did that young woman feel touched, but the cashier said, why did you do that, sir? I don't understand that. And he was able to witness to that grocery store clerk. You know, and that's being able to be available, adaptable to what... The Holy Spirit is leading us to do. So we're talking about being led by the Spirit, being dependent on God, surrendering our lives to Him, allowing Him to show us and guide us, to being able to be available and adaptable to to our schedules, to people. And then, you know, that really brings us to loving and engaging people. How do we love and engage people as we live missional lives? Well, you know, I think part of the whole mandate of being missional um, is to be able to love people. I mean, if you don't love people, I tell people all the time, if you don't love 
people, you cannot be a follower of Christ. You cannot do what Christ has asked us to do. You cannot be on mission. In fact, the Bible says, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Uh, the Bible says, God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So this idea that love is, in fact, you know, in First John, it says, God is love. So if you don't love, you cannot have known God because God is love. So this whole idea that, you know, some people have this thought process that as long as I do my religious duty, I mean, if I mm-hmm. go to church, if I serve as an usher, you know, if I pay my tithes, then God is happy with me. That is what God wants. And and those are, those are great things. But ultimately, I believe what God is looking for is to have conduits, channels of his love right. uh, into the world. So if, if we are not able to become those channels for God's love to touch people in tangible ways, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. really the mission of God will never progress. And, and I love the story you just shared. You know, what was it that caused that cashier to ask that person that question to say, sir, why did you do it? It was the love yeah. that he showed for that woman. And right. that love wasn't just a, hey, uh, you know, how are you doing and giving the, the young lady a hug? It was more like, listen, I'm going to do this in a practical way. I'm going to mm-hmm. show you you that I love you and that God loves you in a tangible way. And I think the world is looking for that because right. what that person did is not normal, right? right? Because it is normal for us to think of ourselves, normal for us to prioritize our, you know, okay, like you said, he was in a rush and I have to get somewhere. Or, you know, maybe who knows what his financial status was. Maybe he didn't have a lot of money. And so paying for that uh, that single mother's grocery uh, list was a sacrifice, mm-hmm, you know, but mm-hmm. he was willing to do it because he wanted to become a a, a channel, uh, an expression of God's love. So I believe, you know, there's so many opportunities in our world today. And, you know, we're, we always talk about this. We're in an I generation, you know, the iPhone, right. the iPod, the I everything. And so because we live in, a, in such a self-centered world today, the the... Uh, love of God and and small tangible expressions mm-hmm. of His love mm-hmm. goes such a long way because it's so out of the ordinary for most people. Right, you know, I think of the a story about uh, the woman with the issue of blood, and when she reached out and touched Jesus, and you know. The amazing thing about that story, she reached out and she touched his clothes and she was healed in that moment. She was healed when she touched uh, Jesus's robe, but Jesus stopped and he still said, who touched me in the midst of that crowd? And he was, because he knew that not only did she need healing, but she needed that acceptance. And she turned, and even his disciples tried to push it away. Oh, everybody's touching you. It's a whole crowd. We won't find the one person. And he said, no, who touched me? And when she got up and he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And you know, she was already healed at that moment. He didn't have to stop and turn around, but he engaged her because he knew that she not only needed that healing, she needed that acceptance. And you know, that's exactly what it's about in terms of being able to, uh, when we love and engage people, we empower them. You know, a great, uh, uh, one of the reasons I love that story and that specific point uh, at the end of that story where Jesus stops and has a conversation with her is that because of her condition, which was mm-hmm. what she had this bleeding issue, right? And in their culture uh, at the time, uh, if you had a flow of blood, if you had a bleeding problem as a woman, you were considered unclean, meaning you couldn't really be in public spaces. You know, you couldn't be around a lot of people because if you touch somebody or they touched you, then they would become unclean and there was a whole ceremonial process for all of that. So 
she had suffered for 12 years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so for 12 years she was ostracized for 12 years she was shut right. out for 12 years she had no contact with you know people from a general you know public marketplace sense and yet in that moment the bible tells us specifically that crowds were thronging jesus i mean this was probably the most number of people she had been around in 12 years mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. jesus says listen i want to not only heal your body but i want to heal you in your emotions right. i want to acknowledge you in front of all these people who just a few minutes ago if they noticed you and knew your condition would have had not wanted nothing to do with you i want them now to see you and i want to acknowledge your faith in front of all these people and i think emily there are a lot of people in our world today you know every stat i think uh, canada is one of the highest uh, uh, one of the countries with the highest um, prescription um Dep- antidepressant uh, prescriptions uh, in the world, you know, because yeah. we have so many people in our country that are struggling and suffering with depression. Mm-hmm, there are a lot mm-hmm. of lonely people in our country. And, and you know, I think more than ever before, people are looking for people who will love them, people right. who will engage with them. And, you know, people don't understand this. I, I've seen a lot of uh, people that I've talked to that won't even make eye contact. You know, because they're just they're just being so shut out from people and they feel so badly about themselves. Mm. They have no sense of confidence and self-worth that they don't even think they can look somebody in the eye and have a, a conversation at the same level. And, right. and, you know, just being able to do that, stopping and talking to somebody, asking them how their day is going, saying a kind word to them or about them or... Like we just shared, you know, being able to give them a gift, blessing Mm -hmm. them in some way. Mm -hmm. I think it makes such an impact on people's lives. And you know what? Some people will say, well, do people get saved because you buy their groceries? No, they don't. But it opens a door for us to be able to share with people and say, this is why. I love you. It's not because I'm a great person or I have so much love inside of right. me. But, you know, the Bible says we love because mm-hmm. he, he first, first loved us. Right. Excellent. That's incredible. You know, just understanding the love of God and being able to show that to others. Right. And, you know, and it says they will know that you are my disciples by how you love one another. So today, you know, we're talking about living a missional life, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We talked about, you know, being able to be led by the Holy Spirit, we need to be dependent on God. We need to be able to be adaptable and available to people, willing to change our schedule if necessary, or know that sometimes it comes at an inconvenient time. And we need to love and engage people. People are looking to be accepted, to have compassion. So Pastor Fanu, as we wrap up this uh, podcast, why don't you give a couple practical ways to our listeners about what they can do in this next week to be able to be led by the Holy Spirit, to be dependent on God, to engage people, to be, uh, you know, available at certain times. What are a couple practical ways that you can give them uh, from this point? Let me let me try to highlight three points. I think the first point would be um, start your day talking to the Lord. Mm. And I know that That's sounds good. so simplistic, uh, but you know what? I'll be very frank about this. I have struggled with it in my own life, where I take God for granted. And let me explain what I mean by that. It's like. You know, it's like getting being married maybe or, or in a relationship with someone or, you know, in your family. Take your mom or dad or sisters or brothers. You know, you come to a place where you say, you know what? They know I love them. I know I love them. Um, we talk all the time. Do I really need to tell them I love them? 
You know what I'm saying? Do I need to really thank them in a formal sense of, you know, mom, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you for everything you do. Uh, and a lot of times we don't do that. And mm-hmm. yet the, the reality is um, sometimes we take the people that are closest to us for granted, right? That, oh, they'll always be there. Oh, they know that I love them. And sometimes we do the same thing with the Lord. We love the Lord. We, we attend church. We, we read our Bibles. We do all of that. But we don't intentionally, if you will, in a way, formally, every morning say, God, today I'm dependent on you. Today I want you to lead me. But I think what it does is it's not just for the Lord to be involved in our life because I believe he always is regardless. But it also speaks to our own mind. It positions our own mind to say, well, today you've just asked God to direct you. Today mm-hmm. you're dependent on the Lord because you've you've actually stated that. You've actually spoken that out. And I think it actually makes a difference in the way we live out our day, our 24 hours that God gives us. So, so I think that's the first step is to open up your day asking the Lord to direct your step. Secondly, I would say practically speaking, take time to notice the people that are already in your circle mm-hmm. of influence. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's incredible how when we get to work, maybe on the bus, maybe at the Tim Hortons that we always stop to get coffee um, or maybe in the elevator when you you know get to work there's people working at different floors and you just happen to see the same people uh, you know over the span of a week or two weeks and you sort of say hello a couple of times etc so often we pass people by and mm-hmm. never really take note of them you know it's incredible how if you know somebody just in passing and one day they don't look you know like themselves just to say something like hey you don't seem like yourself today you know is everything okay or you know just to have the ability to take note of people that are around you i think that's huge because a lot of times especially you know if you're in transit if you're on the bus and the train you know you're looking at people but you're looking past them mm. you're not even mm-hmm. really acknowledging them and sometimes just a kind word to somebody that talks about hey you look great today or hey i hope you have a great day can go a long way in encouraging someone and thirdly uh, a practical way uh, to show love to people and I, I think this is something that you know some of you hopefully will consider doing is buy a couple of gift cards maybe it's a coffee card from McDonald's or Starbucks or Tim Hortons you know just maybe have a budget for it every month you know you just have $30 you know so you have six coffee cards $5 each uh, that you're going to have with you and when the Lord you know prompts you to stop and hand it to somebody maybe a complete stranger but just say you know what I just feel like I want to give this to you. I want you to know God loves you. I hope you have a great day. I can just Mm. imagine what that Mm -hmm. may do to somebody that is totally not expecting that and maybe uh, is going through a time that they're like, you know what, I can't even afford to buy a couple of coffees this week. But you you doing that can speak to them about God's intention, God's heart, and God's love for them. And it doesn't have to be coffee cards, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Just being able to to budget some something financially to be able to bless people in your life so that when God speaks to you, you already have it prepared and ready to go. Wow, that's great. Excellent practical ways that we can you know, live missionally every day. And so, you know, again, we're talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. We talked about three ways, being dependent on God, being adaptable and engaging in loving people. And Pastor Fanu was just sharing the three practical ways that we can take from this and say, you know what, every day I'm going to start my day talking with the Lord. I'm going to open up my mind, my heart to hear God. We're going to take time to notice people. We're going to notice those around us, those that in our workplace, in our schools, on the bus, and, you know, budgeting or having something available to be able to bless 
others. Those are three great takeaways of how we can begin uh, to practically live out missionally and be led by the Holy Spirit. God, who do you want me to give this gift card to? Who do you want me to interact? You know, or God, why is this person all of a sudden coming in looking depressed or upset and what can I do? And starting every day talking with the Lord. Excellent, Pastor Fanu. So that wraps up this episode of Mission Connect. We're so glad that you were able to join us for another episode and make sure to stay tuned next week. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.